Welcome to D3 Nation, now don't you change the station, oh lord knows it has just begun. We're talking all the motivation from years of dedication, discovering who's number one. The fight is never done, you gotta dig down inside for who you're destined to be. The war is never won, so talk it out with your host, Gennaro and Hey, D3 Nation fans, big weekend this past weekend, Division Three, the national duels, always uh, a big tournament, big circle date on the calendar for Division Three wrestling and really all of wrestling. I mean, really only Division One is the only one that does not participate in national duels. So everyone, uh, you know, circle their date for Louisville, Kentucky, Division Two, II, Division Three, NAIA, women's wrestling, just a great event. For wrestling overall, obviously all uh, hosted by the NWCA. So um, going into the event, we originally set for a field of 24 teams. Obviously, the, those invites were sent out and accepted. Um, but then we obviously had a little setback with uh, the new variant and COVID and kind of running rampant all through college athletics. So the field went from 24 to 15 rather quickly um and i'll see some heavy hitters uh were out of the tournament so which was unfortunate um so since its existence of national duels so 19 events augsburg or Wartburg have won national duels and those were two of the teams that unfortunately had to pull out due to uh COVID protocol, Augsburg had a great showing out the Citrus Invitational. They had a few new guys in their lineup, new 141 pounder. was very excited to see how Augsburg would uh, would pan out out there with their new lineup and guys healthy, but obviously they were out. So Warburg and Augsburg were out. So for the first time ever, we were going to have a new Division Three program win national duels going into the weekend. Other top teams that pulled out, Loris going into it, uh, would have been the two seed. They had to pull out. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. There was a few more. A couple of the Wisconsin branches of schools had to pull out. Wisconsin, Platteville, Whitewater, uh, Luther, Wheaton Mountain Union, Centenary. Those were all schools that had to, unfortunately, go out to bring the field down. But with that being said, Coe um, – was still in it. Uh, they were the uh, perennial one seed heading into the tournament after a great fall semester. Um, Wisconsin lacrosse, North Central, Ball and Wallace, Wabash. So there were some really good teams still in the field. Yeah, it was still a solid field for sure. I mean, um, Coach, Co, Co was still the one, and Wisconsin lacrosse was a two, North Central three, Ball and Wallace four, Wabash five. So still all those teams – have been ranked in the top 10 or top 15 all year. Then Johnson and Wales was still there as the six. So very solid field still. Yeah. And, and you're correct. I, I forgot to bring up cause they, they dropped out very early the coast guard um, coast guard and Johnson and Wales were two representatives from the Northeast region. And coast guard was actually the first to uh, kind of start that wave. Of and they would have, they would have been a top eight seed as well. Yes. Yes, for sure. So 
So after it was all said and done, like you said, Co was the one, Wisconsin lacrosse was a two, and North Central was a three. And actually, if you think earlier into the season, that second weekend in December, all these teams actually wrestled in a, like a super try meet with Co going two and oh, Wisconsin lacrosse going one and one, and North Central going oh and two. They were missing uh, Cody Ballridge and a couple other guys, but I mean, that made it pretty simple um for the top three seeds and then obviously north central coming off of the warburg win so pretty pretty good pretty good one two three there and then baldwin wallace and wabash top two teams in the central um johnson wales was still in the mix and uh you know we had a i still had a very competitive field going into the weekend yep no it was it was uh it turned out there were some great results and turned out to be a, a still a very good event so let's dive yeah. into uh some of these matchups and results. Yes. So, um, yeah, so let's get into that a little bit. We'll check out the bracket. Um, obviously 16 team bracket. I believe it was actually only 15. So one team had a buy. Yeah. North central had the buy in round one. North central had the buy in round one. And, uh, I'm trying to pull the bracket up now. I got, I got right here. So, um, go ahead. So first round matchups was Co versus Mount St. Joseph's, Averett versus RIT, Wabash versus Concordia, uh, Concordia Moorhead, uh, Dubeck versus Ball and Wallace, North Central had the bye, Olivet versus Johnson and Wales, Milliken versus Springfield, and Wisconsin Lacrosse versus Adrian. Yeah, Those yes. are your first. And if I'm not mistaken, the seeds uh, held true, correct? All in round one, I, I believe I be, was Averett the eight or RIT? RIT was the eight. Okay, so then yes, it held true. So Co beat Mount St. Joseph 27 to 16. RIT beat Averett 33 to 12. Wabash over Concordia Moorhead, which we talked about before. We thought could be a pretty good matchup, and it was. Wabash ended up winning 22-18. Uh Bon Wallace over Dubeck, uh 36. Dubuque 36 to 10. Uh, Johnson and Wales over Olivet 35 to 12. Uh, Milliken over Springfield 29 17. And Adrian, uh, Wisconsin lacrosse over Adrian 37 3. So all seeded teams move on uh, to the next round. Yeah, so the seeds hold true. And now as we get to the quarterfinals, obviously this uh, is where. There was the uh, the big win by Rochester Institute Technology. They they knock off the one seed. Now, I'm not taking anything away from RIT's win. And, uh, you know, as we get to the final results, RIT ended up, ended up finishing in fourth at NWCA National Duels. First time in program history, they made the semifinals. But I do want to say, when you look close at the results, Co was definitely going in um, with some guys out. I mean, we saw that in the first round. They were missing a good chunk of their lineup. Now, even with their, those top guys, that was obviously Co's a great program and, um, and they have some guys to fill in, but it, it, it was not the same lineup. Like I alluded to earlier, it was not the same lineup that they had at that Wisconsin lacrosse try with North central. Yeah. Um, I mean, and two, just, you can look at their results. They don't have a 25 at all throughout the day. They forfeited that weight the whole weekend. So, Going into an event like this, giving up a weight class forfeit wise, it's not easy to overcome at all. Um, and their twenty five is pretty good, isn't he? Yeah, uh, yeah. Friddle is very good. Obviously, 
He's he he won the he won the bracket last year. That's what I thought. Okay. At uh, NWCA's. Um, so yeah, he's legit. I mean, from 25 to 57, um, pretty, pretty tough, pretty tough team right there. I mean, you know, they start their duels off, uh, heavy hitting. So let's, uh, let's kind of look more at this one versus eight matchup a little okay. bit and this, and this result. So go ahead. You, you said you, do you have it up right now? Um, that duel yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, it starts off at one twenty five. Robbie Haran of RIT gets a forfeit, so six nothing RIT. Then at one thirty three, we have a close contested bout, but Jost Post of RIT over Loudon Edwards of Co four two, so it is his nine nothing RIT. Um, and then I, I feel like this was the big win of the duel and really set the tone for the duel. Shane Murphy of RIT over Brock Henderson by fall, uh, so they go into. 149 up 15 nothing 15 nothing and that's just a lot to overcome and especially when you see brock henderson uh is one of their better guys so yeah big win for and it's i think it's worth noting too that um shane murphy uh on paper not rit is number one chris horton who's a qualifier at 133 has been holding down the the ship there and for murphy to get a pin over returning nwca champ that's huge for our yeah. team and kind of like you said sets them up pretty well now top five, on the board, yeah, top five kid, yeah top five kid currently still right henderson is yeah and obviously this loss will, will kind of drop him down a little bit but um yeah huge mon- monumental win there for rit and like you yeah. said springboards them into 49 and co gets on the board there with a big win because going into 57, that's RIT's um, that's best their guy, guy. winners when yeah. first in the country, the pinning machine, and he gets a pin over a tough AJ Patterson. And again, it just continued. I mean, RIT really took control of this match from start to finish. Um, you know, at 174 for Co was a kid that has been wrestling 157 for them a little bit of this year. Um, no, oh, yeah, Boss yeah. at 97. So. And then uh, finishing up the duel, Caleb Reeves, he's uh, also a pinning machine for Co. He gets the fall, but a little too much to overcome. And RIT gets the huge win, 27-15 to 15 over uh, the number one team in the country at the time and one seed, and they move on to the semis for the first time in program history. So, yeah, you know, kudos to, uh, to RIT program. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw them earlier in the year at the Kings tournament, and I was impressed. I, I you know, I thought they were they were very solid. They had a lot of solid guys, and you know, watch out for them. Uh, and are they in the mid east still? They are still in the mid east, and it's actually if you look at their schedule, they actually have not wrestled any dual meets until this this juncture. Like this was their first dual meet competition. Wow, so a lot of good tournament results for the Tigers. Um, a lot of good tournament results. I'm pretty sure they won the they won Kings. the Kings they won tournament. King. Yeah, they won Kings. And I think they won their own tournament, which had John Carroll in the field. So they had some really good tournament results. But on paper, you just don't know what kind of dual meet team they're putting out. And um, yeah. obviously, they have a very, very solid dual meet squad. Yep, for sure. So that was the the big uh, the big upset in round two. Let's move on to the semis. And then 
Uh, Wabash had a little bit of a scare in round one from Concordia Moorhead. They won 22-18, and they go up with their rival. Uh, them and Wabash, been, Bowen Wallace and Wabash have been banging heads in the Central Regional for a while now between them two winning the region. Um, had, it was another great duel for Wabash, and um, they get it done 18-15 this time. So first match they won 22-18. This match, they won 18-15 over Bowen Wallace. And we'll kind of dive into these results right here. Yeah, for sure. So, um, of note, Carlos Champagne, he's been ranked at 133. He's back down at 125. Um, so, that's big for them lineup-wise because that Blake McGee at 133 is, is very, very tough. Um, and this was a, uh, a heavyweight bout back and forth. You know, both were exchanging blows. Ends up coming down to a 5-5 split. Both teams won five matches each. The difference, though, was at 165, ranked number one in the NWCA poll and number two in the other polls, Intermad and D3 Wrestle, Kyle Hatch. He pins also another top 10 competitor in Dalton Leitner, National Qualifier 165. And those three points was the difference in the match. Now, it is worth noting, too, Ball Wallace was uh, missing uh, Decatur. Um, that also would have been a great match to see a champagne versus. The yeah, Kings. that would have that would have been nice to see that. that so cool. that could have been a big swing match for them. Um, a little more of a toss up, obviously, with Decatur out. That that favors Wabash, and Wabash got it done there. Um, but like I said, this was a very good back and forth affair. A lot of ranked matchups throughout this whole whole dual meet, and Wabash. The difference is those three bonus points with the fall at one sixty five. Yeah, and then obviously Wabash, um, besides Hatch being number one, Max Bishop is still number one in the country, uh, and he's a great anchor to have at heavyweight. He uh, got the big clutch win over a very formal opponent, Jared Miller. Um, he's been in, in and out of the rankings before, and he's probably one of the top heavyweights in the Central Regional. So it wasn't like going into the match, it was going to be an easy match, and him winning that match kind of sealed the deal there. Yeah, for sure. So, so that that wrapped up the top half of the bracket for the day one. So semifinals right. being RIT versus uh, Wabash, and uh, for everyone that doesn't know how national duels works, is as soon as you make the semifinals in national mm -hmm. duels, you solidify a top four finish. Um, if you lose before the semifinals, the highest you can take is fifth. And this is just for match management. Um, and to take away some extra dual meets and uh, extra matches for these guys. So, um, but uh, on the bottom half of the bracket, the, the seats hold true. So we have eight versus five on the top half and three versus two in the semifinals. Wisconsin lacrosse does what they've been doing. They, they look great um, all weekend long and obviously become the eventual champ. But uh, they started the weekend out with a 2-0 start and, uh, you know, good quarterfinal matchup in north central and johnson and wales and uh you know um johnson and wales definitely gained some strength in their lineup with justin lopez coming back in the lineup at 125 robert garcia who had had some really good results at 184 and 174 he dropped down to 165 and then um steve steven ocampo who's at 65 dropped 57 so johnson and wales shaking up their lineup a little bit to try and get some guys in there but North Central proved to be a little too much. Um, they end up taking the duel 22-15. And I think a big, a big swing in this match was 
North Central, the coaching staff do a big move. They have two heavy hitters in Bradley Rosen and Robbie Preston at 133. Um, very interested to see if Rosen will eventually make the drop to 25. He, I mean, I saw him out at the Concordia Open, and uh, he was pretty big, so uh, 25 is probably a lot for him. But either way, Rosen's at 33. They bump Preston to take on top five competitor in Hayden Brown, and Robbie Preston comes up big, down 2-0 late in the third period, I was watching the beginning of this match live and Preston just gritted out a four, two win and sun victory gets a takedown right out in the third period. And then wow. finds a way to get another takedown in overtime to beat Hayden Brown. So number Robbie Preston, number one at 133, up for the task to bump up and take on a top five competitor in Hayden Brown, who's very, very tough and finds a way to keep it rolling after Justin Lopez gets the Wildcats on the board first with a decision win. This leads to, let me see, one, two, three, four, five straight wins for North Central. That That's was, a big uh, swing in the duel. Yeah, it's a big swing. Very, very big swing in the duel. So Preston wins, Villar wins, Cervantes picks a big fall over Ocampo. Um, Peyton Geiger wins over Garcia. And then um, – you know, two big wins by Michael Ross and uh, Ryan DeVito, DeVivo, two better Wildcats wrestlers. But, again, just good run by North Central, and they find a way to uh, knock off the Wildcats. Yeah, I mean, Cody Baldridge pretty much put the finishing touches on uh, this duel, getting a tech fall over a very good opponent in Tommy Weirzeisen. Uh, uh, he's, a, I believe, a two-time national qualifier at this point. So it wasn't yeah, like he's four, no slouch. Yeah, I know he's qualified at least once. I'm not sure if he's two or one, but yeah, he's definitely a national qualifier. And uh, he's no slouch. And Baldridge just seems to be on another level right now. Uh, he had a really good showing at the Mapman as well. He took fourth or third? Fourth. 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 And he was right there with some top quality guys. So yeah, lost to Amos, I think, in overtime or by by takedown. Yeah. So he's, uh, he's ready to rock and roll. And then Johnson Wales finishes the duel with the win. Uh, two pretty good heavyweights in D3. Uh, that Leica is having a very good year for Johnson and Wales. Uh, and Robbie Bates has, has had some good wins for North Central. So. Yeah, and Leica's always been solid. He was just behind Donardo. You know, that's why he couldn't get into the lineup for, the, for Johnson and Wales. But right. you look at this guy's career. I don't, know, I don't know how many losses he actually has. Like, he's been a very good heavyweight since being there. He was just behind some pretty good heavyweights. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Zadaro so, was the top eight seed, I think, when Leica was either a freshman or sophomore. So, yeah. So, um, I, I, I'm pretty sure in one set of rankings, I think he was ranked first. So, he's having a really good year. And um, it looks like there was two – uh, misconduct penalty. So yeah. final score is 22-15. Yeah, Coach's Corner is getting a little animated, a little fired up. <laughs> Unsportsmanlike and Central Matt. So 22-15 the final. Didn't really matter. They move on to the semis. They move on. So we had a two-versus-three matchup on day two. So um, a rematch, actually, of that lacrosse North Central duel from earlier in the year. And uh, – so, yeah, why, why don't you get going and talk about the top half bracket with Wabash and RIT? So, yep, the Cinderella story, RIT, is in the semis against five-seed Wabash. Uh, Wabash ends up winning this duel meet 24-16. Uh, 
This is the dual breakdown for you. So we had 125, Carlos Champagne over Lee Rubin, 11 to 2, major decision. And Blake McGee over Josh Post by Techfall. So right off the bat, Wabash is already flexing their muscle, 9 nothing. That's a pretty good one-two punch for them because you said that you were really impressed with that McGee, correct? Yeah, I mean, he he had he basically should have beat the Warper kid, Joe Pence, at the Concordia. I mean, it was a fireworks match. I think the final score was like 15-14 or something like that. So the kid can score some points. Wow. Um, and then RIT, though, not going away quietly. Chris Horton over Andrew Sinkovich, 8-3. Uh, to get on the board for them. And then they go on a nice little run here. Mike Glenn gets a forfeit over uh, Wabash. I think at 49, they had Alex Barr. Doesn't look like he competed day two. Mm -hmm. um, so he, so they get a forfeit there. So just like that, it's 9-9. And then Kate, here comes Caden Whitner's uh, over Tyson Neasley getting the major decision. So it was good for Tyson there not to give up the fall because Caden Wintner's just been pinning everyone this year. Mm -hmm. um, so that was big not give up uh, all six bonus points. He still gave up bonus, but that's a big swing. And then Kyle Hatch comes back with a big win, 11-7 over Austin Lamb. Uh, and then at 74, Zach Sutherford over Raymond Arbalo by 3-2. And then Wabash finishes the match on a three-match win streak. They go decision one at 84, win by fall at uh, 97, and then Bishop closes the door at heavyweight with a solid 5-1 win. Yeah, so, Jack Hell from Wabash had a really, really, really good tournament. Um, big win for him in the finals. Obviously, Wabash pushes through to the finals and uh, had a big win there. Um you know, after losing the ball and Wallace is Doug Byrne, who's who's ranked pretty high. You know, those are the top top two guys in the central region. I mean, he he finishes the day strong with a fall there, and then a uh, big win in, in the in the matchup with Wisconsin Lacrosse in the finals. So um yeah, it just uh very strong upper weights for for Wabash to get the job done. Yep. You know, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't any flute for RIT. I mean, they were in this bout scrapping. I mean, at 65, that could have been a big swing if Austin Lamb can upset Hatch. So you never know. So, you know, credit to RIT for uh, making it this far. And then they dropped to the third and fourth place match. And then for the first time in program history, uh, Wabash is in the final. Well, not the, the, not the first time for them. They actually were back. Second place is the highest they ever done. They were in the finals. Actually, back in 2016, when they oh, had, and, they and and they, when uh, they had that really good team with the Lefevers, right? Yeah, all three of the Fevers in the lineup, and they ended up losing the Warburg that year. So they lost. Well, the has had has had past success in the national duels. I mean, the last time they had national duels, I think Wabash finished in fourth. Yep, I, I, they were fourth, and I, I believe the past three or four times they were top four finishers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'd have to do, do some digging there, but, um, but yeah, they've so, so this is the second time in program history. Yeah, they in the final. They been in the finals, correct? Okay, there you go. What the little giants move on? Yeah, little giants move on. Big big showing by them, and they take on Wisconsin lacrosse in the finals after lacrosse wins the rematch with North Central, and um, 
a matchup at 97 that we did not see earlier on. Cody Brawlridge takes out Isaac Lahr, uh, 6'4". So that was a premier individual matchup there. But overall, Wisconsin lacrosse, just too much, too much depth. Um, they end up winning 24-13. They went six of the 10 bouts. Um, wow. Big fall by Tyler Shackle at 41. They actually keep pressing at 33 and bump Rosen this time. Um, and, and Shackle got the big fall this time. Shackle got the big fall, yeah. Um, Nolan Hurdle and Cervantes, another good ranked matchup. Hurdle having a great year. He finishes uh, he, he big win there. So, you know, there was a lot of matchups here on paper that were toss-ups and just went kind of in Wisconsin lacrosse's way. And they picked up two big falls, uh, Shackle at 41, and Callan John, who uh, I believe went 4-0 and we went four pins. Um, wow was, was huge huge for wisconsin lacrosse and um so you, you were saying 84 and 41 were kind of toss-ups and they both go wisconsin well, lacrosse 41 no 41 on, and 84 on paper lacrosse was definitely favored but i mean obviously huge to get bonus points yeah there. get the falls okay because shackle would have wrestled most likely a strata that's more of a toss-up because that's uh, North Central's mm-hmm. top guy at 41. It seems, yeah, it seems like Estrada was out all weekend. At yeah, this he's point. been out all weekend. He's been kind of in and out of lab. You don't know if he's been fighting injuries or, or whatnot or or potentially COVID too. So, yeah. Um, but Rosen's tough too. So, I mean, I, I would think that he would wrestle Shackle pretty tough. But, I mean, I didn't watch that match. But, I mean, pin in the first minute must have been a crazy situation, cradle, throw, something. But, right, right. Um, but yeah, 97 on paper was really the biggest individual matchup. Um, and then like 25 on paper toss up, you know, um, 57, um, lacrosse just kept finding a way to get it done. So they win the match 24, 13 and, and move on to take on Wabash. All right. And here we go. And here we go. The gold medal bout, the championship bout. Uh, I mean, from, I think really what set the tone early in that one, Brandon Murphy taking out one of Wabash's best guys in Carl Champagne in sudden victory. Oh, wow. And, and that kind of just, uh, you know, snowballed. Um, Big into, tone center. Big tone center to start it out. Yeah, Wisconsin lacrosse after that wins the next uh, – I mean, they won the first five matches of the duel. Wow. Um, and then the other so, kid, Blake McGee, we were just saying how they were pretty good one-two punch. Well, Murphy and Sawbacher were saying we're a pretty good one-two punch too, with two yeah. solid wins over them. Yeah, Sawbacher Shackle picks up the fall. Um, they get the sudden victory win it at one forty-nine, and uh, Hurdle keeps hammering. And then um, you know, Kyle Hatch gets uh, Wabash on the board, but it just seemed like uh, it was just an uphill battle if, after losing those first two bouts, and Lacrosse took advantage of it. You know, it would have been nice to see uh, Max Bishop versus. Uh, oh yeah, Lacrosse. I was just saying. I was just wondering that would have been a nice matchup to see. Yeah, because so, that freshman for Wisconsin lacrosse is having a good year. Yes, he um, is. But um, so yeah, but again, day two, you don't know what happened day one. Guys get banged up and everything like that. So yeah, and um, then you and then you mentioned earlier help. I mean, that's the highlight really of the duel for Wabash over Lar. That's a big win for him. So, yeah, yep. So lacrosse puts a stamp, um, you know, exclamation point really on their championship run. Go, yeah, really impressive. 
really impressive weekend. Solid run. Yep. In the bronze medal match, North Central, um, they bounce back and they take out RIT. So again, outstanding performance by RIT to finish uh, top four in the country in that in that tournament, um, in that field. So great for them. So it went lacrosse, uh, Wabash, North Central, RIT. That was the top four. And then rounding out the rest of the results, uh, as we talked about earlier, that um, lineup that Co was putting out, they ended up finding a way to finish in top eight. They take eighth. Milliken finishes in seventh. Johnson Wales, sixth. Baldwin Wallace bounces back after their close quarterfinal win or loss to take fifth. So those were your uh, your top eight results um, to wrap up national duels in Division Three. Yeah, and uh, just speaking on Co a little bit, I, you know, I give them a lot of credit. You know, I think maybe uh, they could have pulled out with the lineup they had, but, you know, uh, maybe they thought, you know, since they're the number one team, they got to show up still. And, you know, hats off to them for just competing hard with what they had and finishing top eight in a, a pretty solid bracket. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how the rest of their schedule plays out because they still got big matches coming up against Loris and Warburg. And did, did you say they wrestle Augsburg too? Or no, no. Augsburg actually has a later showing against uh, Wisconsin Lacrosse later on. Oh, the year. okay, that'll be that'll be. But yeah, I mean, Coe's in the American Rivers Conference, and all those teams are going to wrestle each other. So Coe's going to. Yeah, have- I mean, I mean, honestly, if you win that conference, it's kind of like winning national duels. It's that good of a conference, so. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have plenty of opportunity to continue to show how good they are. You know, I, mm-hmm. again, I, I don't think this is really a, a full display of the lineup they have. They're they're pretty they're pretty damn good. And like I said, if you look back to that Super Try meet earlier in the year, you know they beat the teams that took first and third at national duels. Right. So, full, so I mean, their full lineup is legit. They're gonna they're obviously still in the team trophy hunt, and I still uh, think they're gonna have some amazing duels in the American Rivers Commons. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean. <laughs> This is yeah. Co's gonna have a you know they, they like I said their conference and then their regional, and then they'll be a national title contender in my opinion. So yeah, so it's very interesting yeah. to see and um you know those different duels. Warburg seems to be getting some of their heavy hitters back. So their dual lineup, just like Johnson and Wales that we talked about earlier, will be a little different this second semester. So um very excited to follow that American Rivers Conference dual meet. Um, which should up. be. It should have been actually started up this week. Tomorrow been the first Warburg and Co. But I uh, postponed. COVID yep. Postponed yeah, till a later date. So keep an eye out for that. So, um, yeah. but yeah, solid event. You know, really glad it happened. Still, besides Division Three, there was D Two JUCO, uh, and uh, I, be- I believe they had a women's division right for the first time. And, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was for the first. It might have been for the first time, and uh, Life University got got the title. Yeah, yeah, that uh, Life man, they're doing some good things down there. They uh, they yeah. uh, ended up taking second to Grandview in the men's division. So yeah, so uh, it's pretty cool to see men's and women's programs both having success. Like Life, they took second on the men's yeah. side. First on the women's side, North Central, third on the men's side. Third and third, right? Third and third on the women's side. Um, and I think Grandview, Grandview's women's team finished pretty high as well, too. If I'm just, nice. I'm That's good, yeah. Kind of so It's very cool to see, you know, just support wrestling throughout. 
yeah full team programs uh, teams. it kind of unrelated news and not really college news but uh, ohio just sank in women's wrestling so that'll just continue to grow that sport that's pretty big yeah I actually was huge. just i was just talking to coach vogel this past weekend when he was here and he said be i wouldn't be surprised if they sanction it here soon and this past this week they did it so good call nice. on his part and it's great I, i'm really hoping pa does it here soon you know they are having uh some girls tournaments down here and stuff so just to continue to grow the sport and oh uh, that's great to see so yeah um that's kind of the roundup with national duels uh just you know some quick quick pointers here uh the citrus invite happened over the holiday break augsburg won that tournament um you know anthony was speaking about their new 41 is it sam stoll sam stool yeah he's sam a brother stool. of charlie stool they're 49 so so uh he he went to the tournament and had a, and and won it uh north dakota state or south dakota state transfer you said Ooh, i know it was one of the dakotas I okay which one. so he'll, he's gonna be a factor of 41 um so a solid showing for them out the citrus you know really good field uh and then uh, Waynesburg invite happened during the national duels. You know, we had some teams drop out because of COVID. We still had a solid 12-team field. And uh, Delaware Valley had a really strong showing. I think they had four, four champs, um, you know. And I was looking at their bio and stuff. It was their first tournament wins since 2017. So, Coach Taylor, keep the good work. Guys were looking good. And then the other big dual tournament was oh, Whitehill, the, by Whitehill by, duels, yeah. By Whitehill duels at Lycoming and Ahau Northern gets it done out there. Yeah, so really um, good showing by the Central Regional. Ahau Northern takes first at Lycoming. You have Ball and Wallace. They took fifth out at National Duels. Wabash takes second. So uh, yeah, pretty good stuff for the Central Regional these past Definitely, two definitely. So that was just kind of a quick roundup of – other competitions and uh, you can check out all the results and all the links are on d3wrestle.com and he just posted another set of, when's the next set of rankings come out at for uh nwca we had just had our call yesterday um so new dual meet ranking new tournament poll new individual and regional rankings they should be getting posted at some point uh tomorrow uh, on friday the 14th so whenever we get the chance to release this podcast they should be out on January 14th, as we head into the uh, second semester and as it picks up. So, yep. yeah, Stay I mean, there's going to be there. a lot of uh, switch up in schedules, a lot of switch up because of, this, of COVID and everything like that. So just make the most of those opportunities and uh, let's continue to, to push forward and finish this D3 uh, season strong. Yep, just stay safe, follow the protocols. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully everyone gets their conference stuff in and then regionals and then We'll see everyone uh, out in Iowa for nationals. So good Heck start yeah. to this. Oh, good. oh, yeah, and big duel coming up: Milliken versus North Central in the CCIW slate. That's that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah, nice. So Tina be- took third and seventh at national duels. They will meet up for the first time this year in a dual meet setting. Yeah, and then a little different. Uh, a lot of the conference tournaments are the end of the year, but you guys are tomorrow. Or, I mean Saturday. Yeah, we're tomorrow. Saturday. Yep. So that's that Messiah. Yeah, Messiah's hosting it. So it should be a pretty good field. You know, all Vernon. Eight teams really... now because York is in the fold now. We have eight team field. So eight eight teams? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And um, like I said, Del Valley, Delaware Valley has had a strong showing at the Waynesburg tournament. So 
They're riding some momentum into that. You know, Alverni has had a strong year so far. Messiah is always tough. Um, yeah, so we got some then, great competitions coming up. Good, good yeah, weekend coming up, and uh, for sure. Good. We did just got word from your signers. The Will Abbey Invitational is still on, so looking let's forward go, to let's hope, go. love it. Hopefully, keep keeping that there. So, you know, stay tuned for the next episode. Um, and it's good to start the second half of the year.